0: supreme nature as the very source of the entire creation and the very source of all our thoughts and emotions. Bhagavan says, one who constantly contemplate on my nature and those who have dedicated their whole life to me teach about me, listen, about my glories, I give them the knowledge, dadami buddhi-yogam tam. By my blessings they gain knowledge and by this knowledge all the darkness of their ignorance get dispelled and they come to realize themselves as that supreme Brahma. Arjuna After listening to this beautiful uh, discourse, he started praising Bhagwan, that you are the Supreme Brahma. Arjuna wanted to hear about the glories in more detail. So he says that whatever you say is true, same thing is said by the Rishi Munis and the great Devatas also. Devarshi Narad, Naradji also and other wishes like Asitaha, Devalaha, Vyasaha. So Swayameva Atmanatmanam Vetha. You alone know yourself. You alone know yourself. So to know God is to be God. As long as we have this uh, limited uh, concept of our own being, that I am a limited being. Like as long as we are dreaming, we don't become aware of the waking. So we have to give up the dream to become aware of the waking. In the same way, we have to give up our little ego in order to realize God. But for that we have to do some sadhana. We have to tune ourselves to that divinity. It's like our radio. If it is wherever it is tuned, that type of music we hear. So we have to. Our sadhana is to tune ourselves to that divinity, which is within us and around us. So through karma yoga, through bhakti, through upasana, through jnana, what we are doing is tuning ourselves to that divinity. It's like. You, you heard the melodious singing here. So they have to, the singer has to tune their ears also to that particular Shruti. Then only they will be able to sing well. Otherwise we'll be going from, uh, the Swaras may get lost somewhere. Similarly, whatever we are doing in this world, our, our mind, Our heart should get tuned to that divinity. For that, we have to do upasana. We have to practice seeing God everywhere, in all our fields, in all the objects, in all the beings. In order to help us experience the divinity, we need to worship and get tuned to the special Vibhutis of God, special glories of God. That way, Bhagwan is everywhere, but in some places, He is more glorified. Like all all rivers are great, but uh, Gangaji has got its own special significance. Like all places are good, but when we go to a temple, we feel the presence of god when we uh, in the same, those special uh, those special uh, places or the objects are called bhagwan special vibhutis so here arjuna wants to know more about bhagwan's vibhutis so he wants to he request bhagwan so let us chant verse number Sixteen. Vaktum arhasya sheshena shena. arhasya
1: vibhutaya.
0: vibhuti lokaan. īmānstvam vyapya tiṣṭhaśī vaktum arhasya śeṣeṇa divyāhātma vibhūtayaha abhir vibhūti bhir lokān īmānstvam vyapya vaktum Arhasi Asheshena Divya Hi Atma Vibhutayaha. Arjuna says that Oh Bhagwan, you need to tell me. You need to tell me asheshena completely without leaving anything behind. Atma yaha divya your divine vihuti is your divine glories. Vibhuti means your Vistar. See, God is one, but he appears like many. So that the whole world is an expression of God, Vibhuti of Bhagwan. But within this world also, some more glorious things are there, which reminds us of that divinity more intensely. So they are called Bhagwan special Vibhutis. Like our own country, the entire country is ours, but there are then so many states are there. Then within those states, there are some special places are there, which are like the glories of that state. Then those states are known by those particular glorious things. When we think of some state, then that particular image comes, like a pink city. Hmm. or whatever color city, Goa, so people have some of this, that way all the trees and all the mountains and all the people of Goa are Goa only, but certain places you will feel that, oh, that glorifies, that gives out the special significance of that place. Similarly, every one of us Bhagavan's vibhutis, all the rivers Bhagavan's vibhutis, but Bhagwan says, Janhavi, Gangaji is my special vibhuti. All rivers are divine, but Gangaji has got a special place. So like that Bhagwan uh, reveals certain vibhutis here. So Arjuna wants to know, he says that asheshena, everything you tell me. She was a great, good student, good listener, and a great devotee. He wants to know everything. Just like suppose you love someone, you want to know everything about that person. So like that, Arjuna wants to know everything about God. He says asheshena divya hi atma vibhuta yaha lokan Tell me about those Vibhutis by which you pervade this entire world and exist. With the Vibhutis only you pervade this world. Everything is pervaded by Bhagwan's glories only. Just as you meet a very rich person or a king, hm and then he shows you around the kingdom. So whatever we see around is like the glory of that person. Or you you go to someone's house and all, and then person shows us around. Then it's like his glory. He shows some uh, photographs or some paintings which he had bought. Then some little objects he has collected from various places. So all these things he shows. Then he shows some vintage, some car and all old like hey, this, this. And he shows some cup which was uh, he got from the president and all. And he shows some special pen he received and... so like that all these glorious things people show. Like that, Bhagwan's glory is there in the entire world. In in Purusha Suktam, it is said Etavanasya Mahima Ato Jayagamsa Purushaha that Supreme Purusha this whole world is his Mahima, his glory. But he is much more than what is seen. Like a great artist. Whatever we see about that artist, the paintings and the other art work of art is just his glories. But much that artist is much more than what is expressed. Similarly, all that we see in this world is a great glory of that Supreme Lord. And that is we see the beauty in each and everything. Like even a petal if you take of a flower, it's so glorious, so beautiful. It has come from this earth only, but it's so soft and so wonderful. That is Bhagavan's glory only, it's most glorious, and if you look at it under a microscope, you will see some intricate designs and all, which are there, not for you or me to appreciate, but it is there. Even in the wilderness, you will find a flower blooming in the most beautiful way, spreading the fragrance everywhere. So each and every of this world is Bhagwan's glory. We should develop that eyes to see Bhagwan's glories. That's called tuning to God, tuning into God. Like those gopis and all, they had tuned so much with Bhagwan Krishna that wherever they, whatever they saw, it reminded them of Krishna alone. Like even now, people go to certain Tirthakshetras like Vrindavan. Everything in Vrindavan reminds us of Krishna. Not the present Vrindavan, but even present Vrindavan. Everything. And people, when you go there and those uh, uh, special guides and all show you around, they will show in minute detail. Here Krishna Bhagavan Chalete, born, here he was born, here he did some this leela, there he did that other leela. And here you should touch this ground, it is so very divine. But not only Vrindavan, the entire world is Bhagwan's glory. But we should develop that vision. So here Arjuna, a great devotee of the Lord, he says, Please tell me about your glories in detail. Ashe Yabhir vibhuti bhir lokaan imanstvam vyapyatishtasi. By which... By those devotees by which you uh, exist in this world and remain in this world, please tell me about it, about them. But why do you want to know? Further, Arjuna says, Katham vidyamaham yogin, Tvam sada Keshu keshu ca bhaveshu, bhagavan maya, katham vidyamaham, I want to know you, therefore I want to hear about your glories. Katham vidyamaham yogin, hey yogin. Arjuna addresses Bhagavan Krishna as a great yogi. In the last verse of this Bhagavad Gita also, our Sanjay addresses, refers to Bhagavan Krishna as Yogeshwar Krishna, the very lord of all yoga. Here, he is referred to as a Yogi. So, hey Yogi, I want to know you. Katham vidyam aham yogin. I want to know you completely. See, just by looking at a person, we don't know the complete greatness of that person. Through With our eyes, we don't understand the greatness of a person. Only with the ears, we will be able to understand. There is a very interesting Upanishad called Muktika Upanishad in which there is a dialogue between Bhagwan Shri Ram and Hanumanji. And Hanumanji approaches Ram Chandraji and he says, I want to know you completely. Bhagwan says, you study the Upanishads. And he says that even one Upanishad if you study, that Upanishad tells, will reveal to you my glory, my essence. He talks about Mandukya Upanishad. It says mandukyamevalam mumukshona vimukta ye. For a mumukshu to gain freedom and to understand my supreme nature, you read it in Mandukya Upanishad. Nowadays, actually, if you ask person, please give me your bio data or tell me about it, you, you check it on the, you Google it. Huh? Google. It is there. Similarly, Bhagwan Ram Chandrajit told Hanumanji, Google Upanishad and you will know about me. And if after studying one Upanishad, if you fail to understand me, study 10 Upanishads. So he names those 10, Isha, Kena, Katha and all. If those 10 Upanishads also you don't understand me, then study 108 Upanishads. So through the Upanishads, we understand the essential nature of God. God, you cannot understand just by reading some newspaper. We will be able to understand by studying the Upanishad. Here also, Arjuna says, I want to know you. yogin By constantly contemplating on you, Constantly thinking about you, I want to know you completely. Therefore, please tell me, what are those objects, what are those glorious things which I should contemplate upon? keshu, keshu cha bhaveshu. Bhav means your expressions as these vibhutis. What are those vibhutis on which I should think so that I can know you? keshu, keshu cha bhaveshu. Chintyosi, Bhagavan Maya. I want to contemplate. So what are those glorious things on which I can think and understand you? And what Bhagavan will reveal are the various glories. They are like the most ancient uh, glories. In the sense, uh, some of them are mentioned in our scriptures, in the Puranas. And some of them you see openly in this world, which are like the most ancient uh, murtis of Bhagwan. Bhagwan doesn't say, talk about any temples. He says that they are there. You just contemplate upon them and you will come to understand me deeply. You will understand me in my essential nature. So, keshu keshu cha bhaveshu chintyosi bhagavan maya Arjuna continues with his request. One more verse, he says: "Vistare yogam, vibhutin janardana, bhuya श्रण्वतो नास्ति Memritam. Shrunvato Nasti योगम Natmano Yogam. He who brings ki atmanaha yogam vibhutincha bhoyak Bhagavan says, I have already told you about my yoga, about my vibhuti, my power, and by that power I have become many, that I have told you. I have told you about the seven uh, rishis, I told you about the four, those Sanat Kumaras, I told you about the Manus, I told you that from me only all the emotions and the values which are there in the mind, they arise from me. And even in the previous chapters, like the seventh chapter, in the ninth chapter, Bhagavan had revealed certain vibhuti's. So Arjuna says, no, no, I want to know in Vistar. Completely. Not briefly. I want, not the trailer. I want to know, I want to see the entire movie. So, Vistarena Atmanha Yogam. Yogam is Bhagwan's power and Vibhuti is his expression, Vistar. Ability, uh, the, the Appearing like many. So, one appears like many. Just as in a dark room, if I have a uh, uh, lighted uh, Agarbatti, you see one one point of light, but if you move it, you see hundreds of th- millions of points of lights. You see a beautiful circle, then depending on how one moves, a different shape and images are formed. How many images are possible? How many images are possible from that one point? Infinite images are possible. Very good. You are getting it. So from one God, how many vibhutis are possible? Infinite vibhutis are there. And here Arjuna says, I want to know all of them. Therefore Bhagavan begins by saying that it is not possible for me to express all my vibhutis. So, Vistarena, he says, I want to know in detail Atmanaha Yogam and vibhuti che janardana. Bhūyak kathayaha. Please tell me again. Why? Truptir hi nasti. Me amrutam. Your words are like amrut. Your words are like nectar. Listening to your words gives me great joy, great bliss, as well as these words are for my welfare. They dispel my darkness, and they gave me knowledge. So your words are like great nectar, and I don't feel satisfied just by listening to few words. I want to hear more and more and more. So shrnvato nasti me mrdam. I don't have satisfaction just listening. And that is the that is the beauty of even spirituality. Actually, even listening, though listening itself is not the ultimate goal but one who develops that uh, taste for listening to uh, spiritual text, spiritual, uh, this all this Upanishad and Bhagavad Gita, even Bhagavad and Ramayana, then all other tastes in this world appear to be fika only in front of it. Even the great uh, uh, Parikshit, great king, he Uh, approached Shukadev ji and he started listening to Bhagavat. but after listening uh, for some time he developed so much of attraction and so much of joy that he he said you please keep on talking because I have only seven days. So I don't want to miss even a second. So he did not get up from his seat for seven days. He was constantly, continuously listening to Bhagavat. Even in Ramayana we have this story that Lord Shiva, our Parvati ji approaches him and he says, Please, please tell me the story of Ram, Sri Ram. I want to listen. I want to know how that Nirgun from Nirgun he took Saguna avatar Then what are his Balalilas? Then why did he go to the forest? How did he go? Then what did he do there? Then all the stories you please tell me. She tells, ask some 20 questions to Lord Shiva. And then last question, she says that if I have missed something, if I have not asked something, but which is very important, that also you tell me. So she wants to hear more and more. When Bhagwan Ramachandaji concluded his avatar, he took all people of Ayodhya and everywhere, one to his loka, saket. So he asked Hanumanji also, you to come with me. Hanumanji says, no, I want to stay here only. He says, why? He says, I want to listen to your glories. I get greater joy in listening to your glories. So I want to stay here. So he is here only. So Arjuna also was great devotee and great seeker, he says, please tell me in detail, shrunvato nasti listening to your nectarian words, I don't feel satisfied, I want more, I want to listen more and more and more. So please tell. So with so much request, now Bhagwan reveals his glories. So, the remaining all the verses, Bhagavan reveals His glories, vibhutis to Arjuna. So, let us chant. <speaking in Hebrew> Shri Bhagavan Vacha Shri Bhagavan Vacha hantate Te Katha Ishyami Hanta Te Katha Ishyami Divya Yatma Vibhutaya Pradhanya takkuru shreshta. Nastyanto vistarasyame. Hantate kathayeshami. Divya Uh, shri bhagavan vaach he says Hanta. Hanta actually is a word which literally it means alas your question is there to your request for me to tell about my vibhutis but it is not possible to tell you in detail i can i can tell you the main vibhutis but I cannot fulfill your request of telling about all my vibhutis. Then we will have to stay here only, till the cows come home. Where have the cows gone? They have gone for grazing. So, it is not possible. Hanta, therefore he says, Hanta. But out of his compassion, he says, I will tell you. So, take kathai shami, I will tell you, divya hi atma vibhuta my divine glories, my divine vibhutis, my special expressions. All are special, but some are more special. See, anger is also Bhagawan's expression and love is also Bhagawan's expression. But with anger, we cannot know. Or we cannot tune in with God. With love we can tune in. Like the sun. Because of the sun on earth there is both darkness as well as light. There is day and night. Day and night is possible on earth because of the sun. But if we want to see and know and experience the sun, we have to go towards the day only. Night cannot take us toward the sun. Similarly, there are many, many expressions of God, but there are certain expressions which are special, which help us in our sadhana. Like Bhagwan has taken many avatar, but some avatars are worshipful, means we worship them, but some avatars we don't worship them, like Mohini avatar because that avatar was taken to delude people to delude the rakshasas, asuras and all. So it is not a avatar which has to be worshipped. But that is also Bhagwan's avatar. Good people and bad people are all Bhagwan's avatar only. But one need not follow the bad. So similarly, all are Bhagwan's vibhutis. But he will tell the special vibhutis which will help us in our sadhana. So he says, Divyahi atma vibhutayaha. Pradhanyata kurushreshta, hey kurushrishtha. Oh best among the Kauravas, I will tell you the pradhanyataha, the, the main one. Main vibhutis. Why main? Why not everything? He says, Nasti Antaha me for, to tell in detail, there is no end to my vibhutis. It will go on and on. I can take up one and it will, that itself will take lot of time to express. And every moment Bhagwan's vibhuti is getting expressed in this world. So there is no end to it. So please don't force me to tell you about all my Vibhutis, it's not possible. But the main Vibhutis I will tell you. So in the following verses, Bhagwan now reveals his Vibhutis. There are some, I tried to count them. There are some 80, I counted some um, eighty two Vibhutis. I counted 82 Vibhutis. You mean also like to count. So, this is Bhagwan express here in the following verses. In the next verse itself, Bhagwan gives the very gist, the very core of his Vibhuti. And it's very beautiful. He says, Aham Atma Godha Kesha Sarva putacha yastiha, putayas, ahamadishchamadancha, amadishamad, bhutanamanta evacha,
1: botam,
0: ahamatma gudhakes. Sarva bhutasha yasthitaha aham madhyancha bhutanamanta cha huh. See, there was a great uh, Mahatma, our Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi. So someone asked him that uh, we have this Bhagavad Gita and so many shlokas are there in Bhagavad Gitas. Seven hundred shlokas are there. So which is the very core, which is the very essence, which shloka, you will say, gives the gist of whole Bhagavad Gita. And he pointed out to this shloka. According to Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi, this shloka is very important out of the whole Bhagavad Gita. See, each one may have their own uh, favorite shloka, But Bhagwan, Ramana Maharshi revealed this, because this shloka reveals the the teaching of the Upanishad. The essential teaching of the Upanishad, Upanishads are the essence of all the Vedas, and the essential teaching of Upanishad is given in the Mahavakya, Aham Brahmasmi, that I am that Brahma. Upanishad says that Brahma is the very, reality behind this entire cosmos. Brahma is the one which appears like this world. Brahma is the essential nature of this world. Brahma is the essential nature of you, me, and everything else. Like in science, they arrived at atom, but then they came to know that there is something subtler than atom also. Uh, Scripture says the subtlest and the essential nature of the entire world is Brahma. And the Brahma is indicated as Sat, Chit and Anandasvaru. And this Brahma is not only this world, but you are essentially that Brahma. So I am Brahma. Aham, Brahmasmi. That Aham, 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 what we experience as I, I, I is essentially Brahma. And every one of us, we experience that I. So that Brahma is the I of everyone. Not this I, but that other I. Hmm. So Brahma is, is there as the self of all. And that is what is revealed here in this shloka very vividly. Bhagavan's, Bhagavan is speaking as that Brahma only bhagwan says i am the atma residing in the heart of all beings ahamatma this is bhagwan's direct vibhuti bhagwan says you are my vibhuti let me begin from you then i will tell you other details if you know yourself you will know me I am existing in this world as you yourself. Aham Atma. Atma means I consciousness. See, there is one I thought. That I thought is called the ego. Atma is that I consciousness. The very core, the very essence of that ego also. So that uh, That is, that I consciousness, that Atma, is the witness of our waking, dream, and deep sleep state. Atma is the very innermost core of our whole personality, which is as though covered by five layers. The outermost layer is called the Annamayakosha, then Pranamayakosha, then Manomayakosha, then Vidyanaamayakosha, then and the very... uh, Within that Anandamaya Kosha, kosh, pervading all the koshas and everything is that atma tattva, the pure I consciousness, which is experienced as our being, existence. It is experienced as existence. When you say that I exist, that existence is atma. It is experienced as existence, as consciousness and as bliss. I am, I know I am, and I am happy to be. These are the three experiences of of our own self. Everyone experiences it. I am, I know I am, and I am happy to be. So that Atma Tattva, which is the very core of my being, which is as though residing in my heart, where I experience myself very close, Whenever I say, I, I touch somewhere near my physical heart. So, it is as though residing in the heart of all beings. Bhagavan says, I am your own self. Aham ātmā ghūdā sarvabhūta Shes This is the direct and the most supreme teaching of the Upanishads. God is not out there somewhere up in the heaven. God is not in some place or some. He is there everywhere, but he is there as your own self. Many people want to complain, no? I want to complain. Let me see where is God. I want to write a complaint to him. So you write a complaint to yourself. Your essential self is God, is that supreme being, Ishwara. At present, it is as though deluded. So deluded Ishvara is called a Jeeva or called a Ahankar. Ahankar is nothing but Ishvara deluded. Ishvara limited. Ishvara private limited. He is called Jeeva. It's like the sun... When it gets reflected in a particular uh, uh, pond or in a particular water body, it appears to be limited by that uh, water body. Like if it is reflected in a water, bucket full of water, the sun appears to be limited by that bucket, by that water. We say, "Oh, this is uh, this sun is here in this bucket." then another person has got a bigger bucket he says uh, my son is better than your son but both of them don't know that both these son are actually one only that one son appears like two that one son appears like many it's one god who appears like all of us all of us are that one and and that one can experience in that state of enlightenment. So, this is the most glorious vibhuti. Who is the most glorious? You You means not you as a mister so and so, but you as that self is Bhagwan's vibhuti. If you want to meditate, if you want to worship, if you want to pray, you pray to your own that inner self. Be a light unto yourself, as Gautam Buddha said. Hmm. So this Atma is Atma doesn't mean many. We have great funny idea about that term Atma, because any term actually when it is used by people, more and more people use it, it gets different meaning. Then the term God also is widely used. Term Atma, in India we use Atma term like anything, right from ghost to post, everywhere, wherever we use the word Atma, Uski Atma And then in the childhood, I don't know whether now it is available, but a lot of novels used to be there, Upanyas, Latakti Atma, Bhatakti Atma. People used to read it and get scared also. At night they used to read that Upanyas, that novel, and get scared. So, Atma is, is the very essence of our being. If something is Bhatking, that, that must be the mind. <laughs> that must be something else. It is the sukshma Sharir. Sukshma-sharir can leaves the body and enters another body and all those things. Ah. So, that is a different story. But Atma is there everywhere. Even in a dead body, Atma is there. Atma is all-pervading. It is there in a dead body also. In a dead body, it doesn't get reflected as life. Life is also one of the expression of Atma. So, Aham Atma Gudha Kesha Sarvabhuta Shastitaha and he addresses Arjuna as Gudha Kesh. means one who has conquered sleep and that is thus also a, a condition to know and experience that self. We have to be able to conquer sleep. Sleep is a sign of this Tamogun. A person who conquers sleep, one who is able to transcend that tamogun, he will be able to recognize that self. But here Arjuna was as a warrior, he had conquered that sleep, he had conquered laziness, he was always alert. So Bhagwan addresses him as Gudakesh, but you should use your that strength to recognize me as your own self. It's like a person who goes in search of Bhagwan, and finally he reaches his own abode and comes to know that I myself am God. Hmm. In the beginning, we worship God as someone else. Hmm. But as we keep progressing in our worship, slowly and steadily, we will come to know that he is not different from my own self. Bhagwan Ram Krishna Paramhamsa, he used to do the puja of Devi and he used to do arti, show arti and now and then he should show arti to his own self also. Because he used to see the, the divinity which is there and the divinity in one, me are same, is one only. There's no difference. Hmm. there's no difference. We are caught up in the outer form. It's like an atom, it is told that you have tremendous energy, tremendous power in you. If it is only stuck by the outer form, it will not realize it. Similarly, we are told that we are that supreme divinity. But we are stuck in the body. We are stuck in our thoughts and emotions. We fail to drop them, we fail to transcend them meditation is a process by which we break all the walls. See, if you want to know, if you want to experience the infinite space, the, and if you are seated in a small room, the only way is to come out of that room or to break the walls. When we break the walls, we experience the infinite space. Similarly, we have this wall of our own ahankar. Our own concept of ourselves. God defined is our ahankar. And when we drop all definition, we experience ourselves as we are. Each one of us, we have defined ourselves. We have put a boundary around ourselves. That is, our. we have created our own personality, which has to be dropped in the state of meditation. So Bhagwan reveals this great vibhuti to Arjuna. He says, Aham Atma, I am your own self. Aham Atma. Actually this aham and atma are one and the same. What we experience as aham, 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 I, I, I the essence of that I is that is called that Atma only. Bhagwan says, I am your Atma, Guda Kesha Sarva bhuta I am not only in, in you, in this body, but I am existing in the heart of all the beings. I am in all the beings. Whether they are gods, Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh, or all the other little, little gods, or all human being, animal, bird, plants, I am the self of all beings. The tiny little ant, also has got as much divinity as a human being. It's like the sun. When the sun is reflected in a tiny little glass of water, or when the sun is reflected in a huge uh, lake, it is the same sun. The difference is only in the water. Similarly, the divinity in a human being, divinity in animal is same. The only difference is the outer form. Only difference is the body, the mind, the intellect. So I am the Self in the heart of all beings. Aham adhishtya madhyancha bhutanam anta evacha. Bhagwan says I am the beginning, I am the middle, and I am the end of all beings. Bhutana. Bhuta means that which is born, that which is created, that which has got existence, this, which is manifest. I am the beginning of all this creation. Before the world came into being, I was there. Aham adihi. Before anything was created, I was there. Hmm. In the Upanishad it is said, that uh, sadeva Swami idam see seet. that before all this idam 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 world came into being that sat alone was there so bhagwan is the adi then madhyam now when the whole world is is seen and experienced and all the beings are experienced bhagwan is there right in the middle of all this creation and when everything merges, when everything gets annihilated, when everything perishes, when the entire world goes into uh, non-existence, who remains? Bhagavan says, I alone remain. We say, we, every day we chant that mantra, Purnamadap, Purnamidam, Purnat, purna, midam, purna, purna purnasya Purnamadaya, Purnameva, Vashishyate. Purnam is Bhagwan's name. Purnam means complete. Purnam adaha, Purnam idam. That is complete, this is complete. Means this whole world is the expression of that complete divinity. And from where this world has come? From that completeness only it has come. Purnat Purnam udacchate. And when the world gets negated or dissolved, then purnam eva avashishyate Purnasya purnam adaya, purnam eva avashishyate Okay. Example of the rope and snake. I tell you rope and snake, without that is life will be difficult for a <laughs> Swami. So rope is there. Let us say one one foot rope is there. And you see a one foot snake. So from one foot rope, the one foot snake has come and uh, when the one foot snake disappears, one foot rope alone remains. So that rope is like that supreme Brahma and the snake is like the world. So world appears on that supreme reality and when that world stops appearing, that supreme reality alone remains. World keeps on appearing and disappearing. During our day also, when we go to sleep, it disappears. When we pay attention to one point, the other aspect of the world disappears. World keeps appearing and disappearing. Therefore, it is said world is merely an appearance. It is experience because we are experiencing it. The experiencer gives reality to the world. But when the world stop being experienced, who remains? I alone remain. So, Aham Adihi, I am the beginning of this creation. Aham Madhyam, I am the middle of this creation. And Bhutanam Antaha, I am the end of this creation. This can also be taken, it is limited, Uh, level, if we are sitting and meditating, we should imagine that before a thought arises, I, the Atma is there, that pure consciousness. When the thought arises, Atma is there. And when the thought again gets dissolved, Atma is there. The world is created just like thoughts are created in your mind. If you can understand the secret of creation of thoughts, you can understand the secret of creation of the world. If you can catch hold of a thought, you can catch hold of the world. So when when a person is in the deep Samadhi, no thoughts are there. Then one thought arises, that is like creation of that thought. It It just dances in that consciousness. It remains in consciousness and again, merges back into consciousness. So, rather than paying attention to the thoughts, pay attention to that consciousness. So, Bhagavan says, I am that consciousness who was there before creation, I am there during creation, and I will remain even when the creation is not there. So, Aham arish Madhyanca Bhutanam Antayevacha. So in this verse, Bhagwan has revealed four vibhutis. That's how I counted, huh? So Atma. Then also He revealed that He is the beginning, He is the middle, and He is the end of the entire creation. Now in the following verses, Bhagwan reveals some more vibhutis. Some of them we hear about them in the scriptures, in the Puranas and all. Some of them we directly experience as part of this world around us. Hmm. Bhagwan has given these vibhutis from different fields. He has also given vibhutis from the, from the mountains, the rivers, the animals, the birds. The fish, the the other phenomena, the stars, the moon, from everywhere. These are all Bhagwan's glories. They are like Bhagwan's, nowadays we have different murtis of Bhagwana. These are natural murtis or vibhutis of God. And they are available for everyone. Nobody can break them. Nobody can destroy them. They are there. Like Bhagwan says, that the sun is one of my glory. Now What can you do? You cannot uh, say that, nah, ye mandir ban karu. nobody can close that mandir. He is there. So these glories are to be contemplated upon and we have to experience, we have to feel the divinity in these glories. That is our sadhana. First we should start from feeling. Then we should try to understand it. And then we should experience it. Feel, understand, experience. Mano, jano, and I don't know. Paichano? Pahele mano, fir jano, or fir anubhav karo. Hmm. Like somebody saying that, oh, somebody shows you Gulab Jamun and says, this is, oh, this is very sweet. So just accept that it is sweet. Then understand it, what he means by sweet and all. But then finally eat it when he is not watching you. (laughs) So similarly, here Bhagwan is revealing his vibhutis. So we have to feel the presence of God, then understand the presence of God in them and experience God directly. So very beautiful vibhutis are revealed. Let us chant. (laughs) Adityana Maham Vishnuhum. Jyoti Shamra Viranshuman. Mari Chirmarutam Asmi nakshatra naamaham hamsasi aditya naamaham vishnuho jotesham raveranshuman marichi naamaham shini aham vishnuho Among the Adityas I am Vishnu. I am the Aditya called Vishnu. Now Adityas were the sons of Aditi. In the Puranas there is story of Aditi. She was the wife of Kashyapa Rishi and she her sons were called Adityas. There are twelve Adityas and one of them is called Vishnu. In fact one of the stories that this Vishnu alone took the avatar as Vamana. So Vishnu took avatar as Vamana. So he was also an Aditya. And uh, Vishnu is the most glorious of all the Aditya. So Aditya Aham Vishnuhu. Vishnu. Vishnu is one who is more pervasive. Who has got long strides is called Vishnu. So there is a story in the Bhagavat that when Bali Raja he uh, was doing his yadnya, then Bhagwan appeared there as a little uh, uh, Vamana Rup, and he said that please give me three steps of land. And Bali Raja says three steps. You should ask more. He says no. Three steps are enough for me. He did not know, he had long strep- steps. Hmm. So, Bali Raja said, okay, take. So, he just suddenly, he took a, uh, what do you call, la- I mean, vast form, and in one leg, he uh, measured the entire property of Bali Raja on earth. Then leg, another leg he uh, put in the swarga and took away all his otherworldly properties also, Swiss bank and all.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now he says, now third leg, where should I put? Because all your properties all your wealth has been taken. Where should I place the third foot? Because you have promised that you will give me three feet of land. So, Raja then understood that he is Bhagawan himself. And he said that one thing is remaining still, which I have not given to you. I have given my property. I have given what belongs to me. I have given my, my, my. But that I is still there. That Ahankar is still there. So, you take that also. So, Bhagawan places his foot on his head. As though taking away his ahanka. So it's very sweet stories are there in Bhagavad Puran. They're all symbolic. Many of these stories are very much symbolic. Because the, the subject is so subtle that our Rishi Munish tried to explain it through various uh, stories also. See when a, when a society or when a country like our nation which is more spiritual for a long, long time, so lot of stories also emerge. So we have great many stories about uh, the glories of the Lord, which help us to understand Him. So Bhagavan says, Among all the Adityas, I am Vishnu, so you meditate upon me as Vishnu, who also took avatar as Vaman, so you meditate upon me as Vishnu, as Vamana. So one is that just listening to the story also gives us great joy. And when we think about the significance of this story, then it makes us understand uh, spirituality in a much deeper way. That we have to give to Bhagwan what, Mamatva and Ahankar. This Mamatva and Ahankar are the obstacle on our path. In fact, Ahankar is the obstacle. And wherever Ahankar is there, the Mamatva is also there. I and mine. Therefore, in, in Ramayana, Tulsidasji says that I and my itself is called Maya. May maya rumor tor Maya. Jehi basakine jeeva nikaya. The sense of I, the limited sense of I which we have and the concept that something belongs to me is all illusion, a maya only. Because that I also disappears and my also disappears. It's like in a dream, I say I am a king and this is my kingdom. When I wake up, that king is also not there and kingdom is also not there. Similarly, now we have the feeling that I am there and this belongs to me. The property and the wealth and things which I say belongs to me, in the past it belonged to someone else. In future it will belong to someone else. Even now when I say it belongs to me, it doesn't belong to me. Somebody else is enjoying it. Somebody else is taking it. So it's all an illusion, a play. And this, we have the greatest attachment to our I and to my. So when we are able to surrender it to God, we will be able to experience him. When we die, this limited I dies, then we are born in that, then we gain eternal life. It's a contradiction, paradox. If we want to gain that eternal life, we have to die. That Ahankar has to die. And that is being depicted in the beautiful story of this Bali Raja, who gives away all his wealth of this world and the other world. And finally, he gives his Ahankar also. And when he gives his Ahankar, he experiences the state of God. So, Bhagwan says, Adityanam Aham Vishnuhum jyotisham ravi ranshuman jyotisham means among all the uh, luminous objects of this world shining bright luminous objects of this world from earth when we look we see so many luminous objects nowadays with electricity and all so much of light and everywhere we see but the greatest most luminous object which we experience from Earth is the Sun. It's called Anshuman. Anshuman means full of rays, full of rays. Ravihi is called Ravi. So, among all the luminor, lumin, what you call luminaries, huh? all the shining, huh? shining is better word, all the shining objects of this world bhagwan says i am the sun if that way we can meditate on god as a, a lamp also as a light or as a bulb but the most glorious is the sun and sun is the direct vibhuti of bhagwan which we can see in the morning in the evening we can see the the glory of this sun we can directly see in the afternoon we can't see the sun. So when we look at that sun, we should look at it as the very expression of that divinity. See, the, you may say, no, no, from the scientific standpoint, it is a different thing. It is some um, nuclear reactions are happening there or whatever. Hmm? That is a limited uh, vision. But the ultimate vision is that it is the expression of divinity. Like when you go to sleep, you switch off your light and it's a total dark room and you go to sleep. And then you dream that you are walking on Juhu Beach in the afternoon. And you are having uh, this uh, bhel puri. And uh, one fly comes and falls in your belpuri You can see it. How can you see? Because the sun is shining so brightly. You say, Makhi giri hui hai. Dusri de do So you can see very clearly. You can see the sea. You can see all the people who are moving around and you can't even look at the sun. You have to do like this. And you are experiencing it directly. And at that time that makki bites you and you suddenly wake up. And you are again in that dark room. You can't even see. You have to switch on the light to check the time. So from where that light had come, which was so bright, which was so difficult to see, it had come from your own self. Mind alone had created that light. Your own mind. And this mind is just an expression of that self. So, similarly, this bright, brilliant light which we see as the sun is an expression of that divinity. Uh, So, if one wants to experience that divinity, we have to tune our mind, tune our thinking to divinity. When we tune our thinking to science, we experience the world in one particular way. When we tune our mind to politics, we experience in a different way. When we tune our mind to literature, we experience in a different way. But for a spiritual seeker, he should tune his mind to divinity. So, Adityanamaham Vishnuhu Jyotisham Raviranshuman Marichir Marutam Asmi. Again, this is another from the story from the Puranas. Marut Are the, the, all those um, wind, hmm, different types of wind, Marut. Therefore, the wind, son of wind is called Maruti, hmm, Hanumanji. Marut are the wind. There are 49 varieties of wind. According to our scriptures, they have studied that the wind movement, circular and straight and fast and slow and different types of Wind movements which are there, they have classified them into 49 types of wind movement. Hmm. And among them, and each of them are named differently. So one, the the most glorious and the most wonderful wind, the name is Marichi. So Bhagwan says that Marichi, you consider it as my vibhuti. Marichir Marutamasmi. But in the Puranas, there is a very interesting story about this, Marudganas. There was this uh, Kashyapa, as I said, he had his wife Aditi, and another wife was Diti. And the Diti one day got real angry with uh, Indra Bhagavan. Indra was the Devata, and she requested her husband that, please, I want some one child who can fight with Indra and destroy him. Now this Indra is also Devata, son of uh, uh, Kashyap only in a way. So Kashyap, Rishi, but she was very devoted. So she, he said, okay, you will have a son. You do this uh, particular ritual and within one year you will have a son who will be like a uh, who can destroy that Indra also. So, Indra Bhagwan came to know. This I am telling story from Puranasana. Huh? Indra Bhagwan came to know. I like those stories actually. And the less you think about them, how, why, who and all, the more you can enjoy. Like little children, you should listen to the stories. If you want to think, then you should re- contemplate on the Upanishad. So stories, you listen as stories so indra bhagwan when he came to know that this is what is happening so he thought that if that child is born then it is dangerous for me so i should go and uh, uh, do something by which that child doesn't uh, is doesn't uh, what you call it, doesn't take birth so he comes as a little tiny boy and he starts serving that uh, diti he takes care of her and all Serves her like a child so diti was very happy with her him and but he was waiting for her to commit some mistake in her ritual so one day she did not uh, wash her uh, mouth and she was sleeping like that so it is said that before sleeping we should wash our mouth we should wash our hands legs and then only we should sleep because sleep is also like a ritual because in sleep you meet god so, we should not this dirty, we should drunk and all in sleep <laughs> so one should be sober, wash ourselves, clean ourselves, and sleep, <laughs> because in sleep we meet god we we become one with that supreme divinity, but again, we wake up, we don't remember so but she she to, she was tired, so she had eaten something and she just went to sleep. So Indra Bhagavan thought, this is the opportunity for me, because now I can do some work. So she, he entered her womb, and the child was taking birth. So he, um, the stories, huh? don't get frightened. He cut that child into seven pieces, but the child did not die. The child started crying in the womb itself. Then he cut those seven pieces into another seven pieces. Still they did not die because it was like a bone of Kashyaparishi. So all they, seven into seven, forty-nine. Forty-nine, na? Thirty-five, she says. She should go back to school. (laughs) Forty-nine. Forty-nine. So then Indra Bhagwan again came back to that Aditi. Aditi? I mean Diti. She saw Indra from where you have come. She said, I was that boy who was serving you. And I entered your womb and I have cut uh, into that 49. But now they are all divine. They have great uh, divinity in them. And they were crying. So Indra Bhagwan told them, don't cry. Ma means don't. Uh, Rodha or what do you call Romat therefore they were called Maruta so uh, then uh, Indra Bhagavan says I will take them with me and I will make them gods so Diti also then allowed them to go so all these 49 are devatas only, they are wind devatas and out of them this Marichi is considered to be most powerful so Marichi is the vibhuti of God. So those who contemplate, see we can, contemp- we can we can contemplate on the vibhutis by taking help of the scriptures, the Puranas, or we can directly see the glories in the world and contemplate upon them. So therefore, Bhagwan gives example from different fields. So Marichi, Marutamasmi asmi, nakshatranam aham shashi. So again, among nakshatra, nakshatra is a, again technical term, uh, nakshatras are the constellations. There are the nakshatra like, no? the Arundati and uh, this uh, Rohini, and uh, Moola, and Punarvasu. You know? All these are nakshatras. Actually, the sun, the moon, it when you look at the moon traveling it travels in the in the in the sky and every day the moon appears to be in different uh, position in the sky so the um, um, the it takes uh, 27 um, days for the moon to travel so there are 27 positions in the sky where the moon travels and those are called the 27 nakshatras. Just like the sun travels in this 12 zodiac, similarly this moon travels into this 27 nakshatras. So on a particular day, the moon is on one nakshatra, then another nakshatra, then another nakshatra. So like that, moon is considered the, the, the master or the king of these nakshatras. So, though moon is not a nakshatra, but moon is considered as the king of that nakshatra. So, Bhagavan says, among all the nakshatras, I am the moon. And in the night, the, though the stars are there most beautiful, but the moon has got its own beauty. So, at night when we look and we see so many stars, but when we among them, when we see the moon, the moon has got its own beauty. Bhagwan says, you look at the moon as my vibhuti and contemplate on the moon as my vibhuti. So thus, Bhagwan gives lot of his vibhutis. So more about them, we will see in our class tomorrow. O-